This is the second episode of the Crew Only Podcast with Custom Taylor and President of the Ayati Theatrical Wardrobe Union Local 783, Dana Callanan. Welcome to the Crew Only Podcast. My name is Jasmine Porter, a freelance television and film professional. Each episode, I'll bring you a unique crew member from a different department to discuss their role in making a film. We'll give you exclusive behind-the-scenes stories and advice on how you can get your start, too. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to The Crew Life. Hello, everybody. So right now, I'm here with Dana Callanan, who is a tailor in television and film as well as Broadway. So right now, I'm really excited to be here with her because we are two local girls from Niagara Falls, New York. And if you guys don't know, there's not many... um people in Niagara Falls, I would say, who work in television and film. Like, it's not a big film, no. com- you know, community in Niagara Falls. So when I um did a job, my first job on The True Adventures of Wolf Boy, and I think I found out that Dana was from Niagara yeah. Falls, you wouldn't believe that. We were really... <laughs> we <laughs> were Instant sisters. Yeah, so we were like, oh my God, somebody else from Niagara Falls works in film. So, you know, we just connected right then and there, and we were really excited. But so today I'm going to be asking her some questions about what she does in the business. Like I said, she's a tailor for television and film. Um, she has worked on some really great projects. Some of the movies um, that you guys might know is Marshall, which is the movie about Thurgood Marshall. She also worked on The True Adventures of Wolf Boy, and currently she is working on the feature film Bashir, which is being filmed in Buffalo, New York. For anybody who knows Broadway, she worked on The Phantom of the Opera in New York City, also Mamma Mia, and she just came back from New York City working on an Amazon series, The Marvelous Mrs. Mazo, which is a Golden Globe Award winning show. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Dana Callanan. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so Dana, how long have you been in the industry? Uh... Costuming, 25 years. 25 years. And so going on on 25 years. So what was your first job that you got working in the costume department? My first job that I got was for the Shakespeare Delaware Park series. In Buffalo, uh, in New Buffalo, York. New York in the summer. Um, I feel like I was just a, a stitcher um, there. And then I was asked to then work as the intern mm-hmm. for, it was a regional theater called Studio Arena Theater, which has closed now. It was a professional union, actors, mm-hmm. all sorts of um Big names have come and and worked at that theater, and so I started as a costume intern there, and I worked both backstage, up in the costume shop with the designer, and then I kind of, my career just took off from there. I stayed working at studio for quite a while, and... So now, did you go to school for this? Like, you know, what uh, kind of experience do you think you needed um, to get that job? I... I have a degree in fashion design and merchandising, and that didn't interest me, but the idea of um, getting into a character, their brain, what would they be wearing, that was the type of thing that interests me as far as costume goes, and also you have huge research and costume history, um, and I love history and, yeah. and that type of thing. 
Um, sewing, obviously. I mean, some people who are costume designers, a lot of them do not know how to sew, but I feel that has only helped me in my... Yeah. <laughs> in your career, for in sure. In my career, I feel like you should, as a designer even, or as a technical person, you should try at least work in any of the aspects of a production that you can so you can learn each pers- perspective and there yeah, might definitely. be there might be like um you might like that perspective better and create a different career that way because my original intent was to be a costume designer okay and not anymore I, not anymore you know i uh, and just my dream was to go to new york and work on broadway and i did but you you and, did but, that you know i did that um, a little bit as a, an assistant to a designer, but mostly the whole time I was tailoring and it brought me to places and meeting people that probably wouldn't have if I was still striving to be that costume designer because yeah. that could take, even if it's film or Broadway, it'll, it could take you 30 years before you get your own show and I just... Yeah. Something just things change. Things you know? change, and I learned skills that I had that I didn't know I had if it, if I hadn't gone that yeah. route. So, for anybody who might not understand, can you explain what a tailor is and what yes. that job description is on Broadway and um, okay. on a movie? So, a tailor um, typically knows how to pattern make, build costumes, repair costumes, rig them, which means if you have a scene. Uh, where somebody has like a breakaway jacket, mm-hmm. well, it has to be rigged in order to break away, away and then still come back and have that continuity. Yes. So things like that. Um, what else? Um, I guess the other thing would be to be flexible and always be building more skills. I have skills in millinery and jewelry making, and so I have a curious mind, mm-hmm. I think. So, do you work personally with some of the cast? Only fittings, and it also depends on the production Mm -hmm. and the scale of it. So, for example, Mrs. Maisel, no, we had, you know, people who did fittings there. We had two fitters, and then they would bring whatever they fit people in. And what is a fitting for anybody who may not know? Okay, yep. So, a fitting is, is when an actor comes in and meets with the designer or her team and or her team. And they start trying on clothes mm-hmm. and make sure they that the right look they're looking for and also the fit and function. Okay. So what productions have you worked on where you have been able to work with the cast? Has there been any? Yeah, yeah, for sure. As far as movie goes, Marshall, okay. I was the key tailor for that. So I was in with um, Ruth Carter, the designer, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, what am I trying to say? Oh, I lost my train of thought. No, that's fine. Uh, oh, and then on set, because at times I'll be brought to set to... Because you might have to fix something. I might have <laughs> to fix something, so I will be, in a, you know, in a... Tra- I remember for Marshall, I was in a trailer, and Josh Gad had to be on... It was like the first... It was our LaSalle library, too. Yeah. <laughs> first day of shooting, and his, nobody fit his, or they assumed his suit hem pants were fine and they weren't. weren't and so he's being called to set so there I am Ruth comes to get me from the wardrobe trailer and I'm on the floor and within like a few minutes have his pants <laughs> tricked sewn you know yeah up and so yeah I do you have to be you quick know, and he didn't really even know I was there I just remember he was getting a touch-up makeup and touch-up and he's there. like what's going on you're like, just your down pants. there fixing his pants and then out like a ghost you yeah know? you got to be in and out for sure yeah, yeah. definitely so and, 
tell us about what a typical day is for you like how many hours it is and like when you come in to the mm-hmm. end of the day what does that whole day kind of consist of so um uh, I think I do a minimum of eight to ten hours on okay. most productions a f- typical day starts with kind of like if you're past prep, I guess, preparation period. Yeah, so just, so prep so after, is a little bit different than when we start filming, Okay, so when, you're, so when we're starting, when we're, when we're in filming, the time I come in, the things I'm doing are all dependent on what happened the day before, and, and also, um, I might come in and have a task where, okay, I have to get these pants hem, this thing tailored and on to set by... 10 a.m. So mm-hmm. I'm in at 6 a.m. And then in the meantime, you might get something. So you might have a you. strict deadline of something. Yeah, sometimes you have a strict, de- mostly have a strict deadline. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, you might get like, okay, I, um, you know, we have a fitting. So then I stop and I do fittings and then do the pinning and taking the notes of what those items that need to be yeah. altered, what they need. And so, so you're kind of like on a constant. So are you mostly on set or are you mostly in like a production office? Mostly I'm in the production office. Um, When I do come to set, it's for a specific reason. It's a reason I need to be there. Um, So for example, there was um, on numerous occasions where maybe the director said, okay, now I want like 20 more background actors. Mm -hmm. And so then I will get a call. Dana, can you come to set? We need 20 background actors dress okay. and to be prepared to then alter their things yes. so they can go on <laughs> so i communicate a lot with the costume designer yeah with the wardrobe supervisor so that they know where i am in my um that i make sure that my that i'm updating them throughout updating your day them and that my priority list is what their priority yeah. is so we remain in constant communication pretty much so if you had to say what would be the most difficult um maybe part of your day or even just most difficult responsibility of being a tailor Hmm. most difficult part of the day I feel like it's sitting in the same space okay because I'm a very I need to be out here and there and it actually it sounds probably people don't think about it but it actually hurts to sew Mm -hmm. you know like to sit in that same spot and also your hands get very cramped from like precise hand sewing so it's or standing so I feel like being confined to that space is the most is the most difficult So when you were working in New York City and compared to working here in Buffalo, obviously you were doing Broadway there and you did do the Amazon show. What are some of the differences between working in Buffalo and then working in New York City as being a tailor? As being a tailor, I would say not much. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, you, the one thing is there's it's hard to find good tailors. So you're really... Why do you think that? I feel like that just goes into our society where like we not have not people. taught people how to sew or some people don't realize that there even is a job that exists. Yeah. Like they just... I mean, I remember... Of, yeah, not to cut you off. I no, remember when I was in the seventh grade. I'm 24, by the way. And so when I was in the seventh grade, 
we would take home economics and everybody would we would order like a stuffed animal and we would learn <laughs> how to like put it together and so I think even like two years after like I got out of middle school they kind of stopped doing that and so yeah. what like they would teach us how to cook like how to make a cake or like make deals and our make meals and so I remember like it kind of just gradually started to decline like mm-hmm. those classes they didn't really teach them as much and so even some of my friends who's like really good at sewing and making so I'm like oh my god like how do you know how to do that it's yeah. not really being taught unless like your parents teach you or just something you do at home and so I do agree like it's yes. not I don't like none of my I don't think any of my friends really know how to do it no and and to be so specific to for theatrical sewing and film tv sewing it's it's a lot that you learn along the way you I, there are things I can teach people, mm-hmm. but I feel any everything is best learned by doing it. Yeah. But um, so I think that's part of the problem. Um, and um, I sometimes think it's because you're not on set and it's not the glory, you know, like yeah, I feel it's not like, what people, you know, what people think. Oh, well, you know, they want to be the director. Like, none of it is really glamorous. Yeah. First of all, that is very true. I think there's a misconception that people think <laughs> you just work in film. And it's it's glamorous, especially like, when you're working with clothes that are on people. You know, yeah. like, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I won't go further. <laughs> it's not. It's not glamorous. Just so you guys know, <laughs> and their sweat doesn't yeah, smell any yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And, um, so why, what you asked me, what was the original question? <laughs> oh, why there aren't you? Oh, the difference yeah. between ta- tailoring there. So, uh, the expectations are still high mm-hmm. that you need to meet. You still need to be able to creatively problem solve. You still need to be able three steps ahead of the designer's steps yeah. and always be prepared to shift gears and it doesn't matter if it's a small production or a massive one mm-hmm. it's the same skill set you just have like th- just certain things change you know nuances yeah. and the amount of people that are working on a production but like i said in our costume shop for for example, Maisel, there were 11 people mm-hmm. in the costume shop alone. Now, when I'm doing a film here, it's typically like I'm the shop. Okay. And maybe a costume PA, but they usually get pulled with the, with the designer. So oftentimes, yeah. it's literally like me. Just you. Right. Yeah, I know. I've seen that plenty of times. Yeah. Like on uh, Wolf Boy, like it would just be mm-hmm. you and everybody else would be off the set or doing something. And it would just be you back in the, mm-hmm. the costume office, you know, stitching yes. away. So you also, I should say then, you also should be, I don't want to say you should be, but it is best, I suggest, to be a self-starter mm-hmm. and not wait for anybody to, you know, tell you yeah. what to do next. You just have to... You should know. Go on and get just get it done. So for somebody kind of like trying to get into the industry or even work in the costume department, um, what is some advice that you would give them? What should they sure. kind of do? I think they should kind of know um, the basics as far as fabric goes, as okay. far as taking measurements. I mean, um, it, the worst thing is if you send a costume PA to get, a piece of clothing and they get the wrong thing because they don't know how to take the measurements of the garment Mm -hmm. or no fabrics because we have to send people out to get fabrics and notions and supplies um no have a book keep a book of all your resources every shop 
that you go for like one particular movie, keep it and keep adding to it to the next one. So you know, hey, if the designer that comes in from out of town that is looking for, you know, I'm looking for 1940s sterling silver jewelry, then I'll go to Moda Vintage. Mm, You know, so you have like have your Bible, you know, that call call it that or something even and costume world we call it our show the show bible okay. so you have a show bible and you have um those lists and break them down somebody might call me and say um for example wolf boy do you know an age or dire well that's how we found jess what's because that an age or dire is somebody who distresses which is basically um getting the costume pieces dirty mm. or if there's fights or blood or, you know there could be you need five pieces of the same garment that has degrees of distressing that okay. happen and so an age or dyer will do that specifically like that's their thing they yeah. do or if you have a lot of white clothes and you want to you need to dip them down mm-hmm. so they don't scream i'm a white shirt <laughs> gotcha okay <laughs> i mean yeah so that type of thing and now then you can just have a list places. of resources, whether it's people, places, keep a keep book it. and keep track of everything. And always have a notebook when the designer is talking to you Yeah, and write it Take down. Take notes for sure. Take notes. So what do you see, um, what are some of the mistakes that you see maybe costume PAs make, you know, coming up into the industry? Hmm, what do they make? I feel like that's hard to say because mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of times costume PAs aren't really... The ones here, I yeah. don't, you know, aren't trained at all or like what to expect or well enough I don't because think it's hard to find. Yeah, it's hard training. Yeah, because even with um, we as skilled labor who maybe haven't worked a lot of movies, you still have to hit the ground running. There's like no time, which yeah. is a shame. So, um, I think that's part of the problem because they make mistakes, but they don't know they're making the mistakes. But they're work- say they're working with somebody from New York or L.A. or Who's wherever, had like 30 or years had, experience. right? And they're expecting a certain something, and so then you know then they're getting frustrated yeah. because they think that that PA is making mistakes, which you know, like I said, they might not know that they're, they're making even them making a- <laughs> yeah that mistake. Yeah, that's one thing too. I can say like being a PA in any department, there's no like manual. There's no, no it's like there's no on the job training. It's not like you go work at the mm-hmm. mall, or you work, and you start a new corporate job, and maybe you yeah. have two weeks of training or you know a month of training. There's, there's none of that. No, but the but I will say that one common thing is to be a good organizer, mm-hmm. and again take charge of you know ask questions. They might. You might think it's a stupid question. There is no stupid question. Yeah. It's, but if you're in doubt, just ask. Yeah. I feel like a, a, any person would rather you learn the correct way. And I think it's important, too, to figure out the temperament and the personalities mm-hmm. of that department that you're working with. Yeah, yeah. Because every, you know, every show, every movie, sure. you know, you're gonna, you might be working with the same people or you might be working with a completely new costume designer. Oh, and so yeah. it's very important to kind of figure out mm-hmm. what they like, what they don't like. You well, know, like you can't just think it's going to be this. It's never the same for any show. And so true. even if you work with them on something, they things might be yes. different on the next one. So you really just have to learn how to adjust and not go in right. thinking that it's always going to be the same. Well, on that note, especially when you're working in costumes with people and their bodies and mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, 
you don't know where they're coming from. They might have an insecurity and you're trying to put something on them or, mm-hmm. um, or they just might not be an open, like you're not, I'm not in there to chit chat and create a new friendship. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm in there to work, but you kind of do have to like go, okay. Make them feel comfortable. You know, I don't, I typically, I don't speak unless I have to say, is, does this feel okay? Or, you know, I'm not like, Hey, are you liking Buffalo? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it's not professional at all. Like, yeah. but if the, if, but if that, but if an actor, excuse me, begins a conversation, I'm not going to not talk. Yeah. I mean, that's just in general. <laughs> certain actors are, you know, some are different. Some can chit chat and do this and some are just real serious or they have a huge schedule and while they're doing a fitting, they're getting their your manager is doing like, yeah, especially when you get higher up, yeah. you know, they got a million they other things have a to mil- worry yeah, about. Yeah. So it's not that they're being rude or that they're, it's just like they're, you know, their time yeah. is even more cut than, or pinch than yours is really so i just again gauge people it's like what an inter intra personal skill yeah what's your favorite part um of working in this department and in the industry why like why do you want to do it you know like (laughs) i like the pressure you do you (laughs) enjoy it okay that's good (laughs) my favorite part is when the director wants 40 more people. Really? <laughs> you enjoy, So you I enjoy mean, that? <laughs> for me. I mean, yeah. not as the, like, if I were the costume designer, and mm, not maybe all. not, because I have to go shop for it and find it, but I still have to sew it. But the fact of, like, or the, you know, idea of, like, okay, like, and 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 getting it all done, done. in time. It's like, like having that. a problem and then solving the yes. problem. Yeah, it's a challenge. And, of course, I love anything that is... Um, more obscure of a garment or needs you know more work like yeah. some people shy away from that and but for you're me, like no. I'm just like bring it on yeah like I'll take it I'll fix it I'll do <laughs> it I can do it yeah I don't know how but I'll do it especially vintage because that's my other, that's your thing that's my thing is vintage restoration and so as there's much less much mm-hmm. less um people there are many less people many more many less whatever people who do vintage restoration and tailoring mm-hmm. and honestly i would say i mean I, I got along very well with donna zakoska the designer who is the designer of Maisel, but was the designer of wolf boy the, yeah the true adventures and of wolf there boy. would be no way in the world that i would be working on Maisel if i had not worked with donna and she saw my skill and i we meshed well together so yeah. So that was another question that a lot of people ask, like, and I know it's not really a lot of like, you can't really just go apply online. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny saying it because it's just so laughable, but we, Mm -hmm. we know the answer, but is it, um, like better to like apply online or do you have to know the people in the industry in order to get these jobs? I would say that 99.9% of the time that I have ever worked, I have known someone. Yeah. And majority of the time, out of all these 25 years, I have rarely had to use my resume to Mm -hmm. get me my job. Yeah. And it's not nepotism or this or that. You know, it's like... You worked right on place. the job, you met someone, then they brought you to the next yeah, job. Yeah, and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Brag. I'm I mean, good. I'm good, yeah. but I'm also, you know, eager and mm-hmm. not afraid. You know, all those things that a designer or any boss wants in an employee. Yeah. You know, like, don't tell me no. Tell me 
maybe, or I, I, I'll do it, but I'm not sure how it's going to happen. People want problems solved. Yeah. So, yes, but it is, and because you're with each other and things do get really intense, personality personalities do play a huge part. part yeah so that's why it's not like they just have stuff online like they're very very cautious of who they bring in and who they work with because you're dealing with people for like 13 yeah. hours a day yeah and so you want to make sure that you guys are getting along and you guys right. can work together and even if something is going wrong that you guys can handle it well together right but you also just just because you get along but if you don't do good work true yeah does it mean yeah you'll probably not get hired again because like somebody said to me um it's always the bad ones people remember or the really good you know Mm -hmm. highly skilled or you know somebody that's really but the mediocre people designers don't really remember you (laughs) yeah either really bad which they won't hire you but they remember you because you were terrible or if you were really really good yeah Exactly. So since there's no place um, really online for people to go who maybe want to work in the costume Mm -hmm. department, um, could you get some advice or what do you think people should do or where they should go to kind of try to meet these people to get into costume department on for film and for Broadway? Okay, so for film or for Broadway. So I would say Broadway and the Buffalo Theater community is Mm -hmm. very Yeah, if you're in Buffalo. So, um... But they're both the same. You become, and even in film, you know, you it becomes yeah. family. You know, especially in smaller cities, I'll say, yeah. it you see the same people all the time. Right. Like in New York City, it might be a little bit different right. because it's so big, or in L.A. Yes. But in yeah, small, you see, you see you, yeah, I hear you see it, some hear of the it. same people. I would say get involved in any of the. Um, if you can't get work on a show that somebody is doing. Mm-hmm. Get involved. Now, this doesn't happen so much in film, I don't think, but theater is very, people, like, they always have, like, fundraisers or Mm -hmm. events and, you know, maybe curtain up to say you're interested in. So look out for fundraisers. Look out for fundraisers. Express that you're interested to people you know in theater. You probably probably know somebody. Get involved in the little theaters little mm-hmm. community theaters yeah where, whatever city you're in basically like just reach out and like look online yeah, with social it. media yeah. you know you can just look up anything and so if you see there's some production yeah. going on at a park or there's a film like find out who those people yes. are and don't be afraid to maybe send an email or go Correct. there and talk with people yes. and meet people so they can see your face and hear mm-hmm. your name because otherwise yeah like, and i will say i often People ask me, and I, if anybody listening would want to email me and ask me, you know, do you have advice on getting into costume, this, this, and that? I always take the time and answer the questions. Don't be, don't be shy. Just find, um, find the person that you can see does a lot of that work, and just send them. And nothing hurts to send an yeah. email. It or, doesn't hurt to. You know, ask. How about even a handwritten letter? That probably will. Stand will shock out them. More yeah, because how many people still so, do that? You know, and just say, "Hey, I admire your work. I'm interested in this. Can you tell yeah. me more?" So one last question. Even though you're not really on set much, for the times you have been on set, mm-hmm. somebody <laughs> asked this question, and I think it's funny. Is the catered food good? <laughs> so I was yes like, I gotta no. ask it, like, because I do. I will. Yeah. Yes and no, but the funny thing is, is like I can't eat when I'm working on a film. Yeah. I actually call it like the filmmaker's diet mm-hmm. because Sometimes I typically like, like lose five to ten pounds. Like I don't want to stop to sew or it just 
the schedule is so weird. Like, on a normal day, if I'm not working, I get up at 9. So I get up sometimes, I have to get up at 7 or 6 or 5 or something. Yeah. like your schedule's off. But um, I feel like if sometimes crafty has been better. The craft services food is better than the catering food. Yeah. Really? And at t- times, yeah, depending. I was gonna say like in two. I think it just depends on who the caterer is. Yeah. In some films, sometimes they have just one the whole time. Sometimes yeah. they might have two, and I think it really just depends. And on the day, like right. the menu they had today might not be the best, and then tomorrow yeah. it could be. Some... Well, and if you have food sensitivity, True. So, like I have celiac and the, the wheat. You know, like the other day we got like the sandwiches. Like okay, yeah. I, I can't, I'm not gonna, you know. People say you can't have it. Yeah, because you want to do the fastest. Like, I understand, I get it. So, but that's where it's nice when I, because I am in the office, because then I can go just get my own Whatever lunch, and I have my little stipend, that yeah. I, you know, and and, and that stuff. type of thing, but. Definitely. So, before we go, tell me, what was your favorite project to work on? My favorite? Out of all the ones you've done, what was your favorite? Oh, my God. And why? My favorite project to work on and why? Uh... Let's see. My favorite... Oh, well, there's two. Let's see. There's... I would say... Mm, well, I would say, actually, my favorite was... And it's more about the people than it was actually about the project. Yeah. was Grease okay. on Broadway. Cause awesome. I worked on, was that in New York City? Yeah. And it was just... the the. We just mashed really well. Everybody, crew, cast, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you typically get along. When was that? 2006. Have you worked with any of those crew members again? No, because they're all in New York. Yeah. No, but I did work with somebody. I worked on Guiding Light in 2008 or nine, and ran into a set costumer working on Mrs. Maisel. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so you do run into each other. It might take 10 or 12 years. But you do but run into you in. always will meet up again, so never say goodbye. Yeah. It's like, see you on the next one. I've learned, too, like, and I've only been in film for a year now, not even a full year, really, but some of the projects, you know, I've learned that it really does, or at least for me, like, why something is your favorite is usually the people. You know, it's sometimes yeah. it's the project, but really is like that crew that you were working yeah. with, or especially in your department. Like, did you guys mesh well together? Right. Did you guys work well together? Because that's what makes the project memorable at the end. You're like, oh my god, I love that project because we just all worked so well together, and yeah. it went really well. If you guys clash the whole time, you're like, yeah, yeah. At the end, you're like, oh my god, this is this yes. is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. True. You remember that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So before we go, our last thing um, would just be. If you could give maybe one sentence of advice to some PAs trying to get in, um, just some, a last note for them. Always be curious. That's how we're going to end it. <laughs> Always be curious. Thank you so much, oh, Dana. You, I appreciate it. I'm so glad we got to have this talk, and thank you so much. I hope you guys learned something from this conversation. If anyone wants to work in the costume department, tailoring, Guys, it is not a dying industry. You can still learn how to be a tailor, and I hope you guys learned something from this. Thank you so much, Dana. I appreciate it. 
I want to thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of the Crew Only Podcast with Dana Callanan. If you enjoyed listening to her talk about tailoring and the skills you need to work in the costume department, send her a DM on IG at Journey with Dana and let her know what you thought. If you learned something new, if you found the conversation interesting, or even if you didn't like it, send me a DM on IG at Jaslyn Porter. I want to know what you thought about it. Share this podcast with your friends. I want to make sure we give this information out to anyone who wants and needs to hear it. Make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a review. I hope you guys would tune into the next episode. We have the multifaceted P.A. Hannah Jordan. She has worked in several different departments, so stay tuned for that. Uh